we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Power Nap Podcast. I'm Nick Puga Power. With me, as always, is Andre Gordon Greatness. And we got a special, another live episode by Back by Popular Demand. People are starting to love the live one. So we wanted to see how much, how we could bring some value to our viewers. Uh, We got some emails, uh, not a whole lot. We don't have a whole lot of uh, uh, listeners yet. But uh, one of the things that came up is a lot of people want to know a lot about um, how we were, uh, Andre and I both were able to um, make a living in Hollywood, working in the entertainment industry, uh, coming from Florida and not knowing virtually anybody. So where are we going to start this, Dre? Well, first thing I want to ask you, Nick, is have you ever checked our email address for the show? I haven't. Okay. Yeah, I did. yeah, that's where I got the emails. I have See? it set up on my, on my, uh, on my mail. See, Nick, you, you're good. You, you're good. Uh, yeah, I think this is a great show. This is a great topic. And we'll probably be doing this in series, guys. This will be part one. We're going to have some interviews. You saw last week we had casting associate and really great friend, Alan Hooper from Modern Family. We have Ezra Wise coming up. He's the director of Miraculous Ladybug and a really good friend of mine from the entertainment industry. But how we started and got into it and how we were able to make a living is we've had to really be fluid because it's different now than it is then. Um, But I think we should start at the beginning, Nick. Why don't you tell them, you went there before me. I was still at college. I was at Florida State. And then you went out there. So why don't you start with where you came to the realization, I'm going to LA. And what's the first thing you did? And maybe we can just, you know, share our stories and talk about the things that are important and making it. 100%. So uh, the first thing, I I would never discourage anyone from going out to LA. I I think I had an awesome time. I was very fortunate to to work. But to uh, go back here back in time and give a little, um, a little history here. At the end of the day, uh, I just had enough reasons. So there, there's a point where you're thinking about something and um, you know, it's, it's like Henry Ford. If you think you can, you can. If you think you can't, you can't. And so the mindset has to be, has to be all there. And for me, I just had a series of little situations uh, of my, my situation in Miami that really just um, just kind of pushed me to just go out on a limb. And, you know, I saved up a couple, uh, a couple thousand dollars maybe uh, after I got a, what pushed a job you in my limb. Like what was it that like pushed you to the limb? Uh, what was it? Oh, we're getting personal here. Um, <laughs> a couple things happened. So uh, it was a time I was I was I was at uh, I was at Florida International University. Uh, I wasn't necessarily happy. Uh, I had recently moved into a new home with my mom. Uh, my parents had recently divorced, uh, 
and I was already eight, you know, 18. So it wasn't, you know, some big traumatic experience, but, um, there was a lot of shifts in my life, in my lifestyle. And then, um, I also had, you know, my dog at the time also had run away and my girlfriend at the time who is now my wife (laughs) (laughs) had just recently broken up with me and you know and i'm and i'm not having a good time driving uh to school from home so i'm not really even having the college experience either like the full college experience because i'm at home and then i'm going out and i'm trying to find parking for 45 minutes you know how that is uh (laughs) that actually probably served me for la anyway so then (laughs) then i i took I just, uh, I just said, there's a point where you just say, I, I've had it and you're just gonna, I'm going to go for what I, I know what I want to do. And I have enough reasons to just go for it now where I can just, you know, I had recently done a job, like I said, and it, it made me a couple thousand and, uh, and I, yo, felt yo, like yo, I yo, but you got to tell them the job, dude, this wasn't like a little job. This wasn't like some eensy weensy thing. You were in Miami. You did a pretty big spot. Tell us about it. Like, give us the the background. This was a huge deal, and and my wife even to this day remembers it. Oh no, that that spot was. I think the spot that you're talking about was actually in L.A. So that was. Oh. Yeah. So, but I did. But I did do. I did. I did a commercial in. Uh, so yeah. Here's what happened. I was. I was working in Miami uh, and I, I was working on camera with the little, uh, the few jobs that would come in, but there were even casting directors that even, um, you know, that let me knew that let me know, Hey, you know, that even though shows are casting here, um, they're, they still, the producers still want an LA actor, a quote unquote LA actor. Um, and so there was, it was almost like there was, that's the only answer you have to literally just move there and all of a sudden you become an LA actor (laughs) and I guess there's just more there was more value for producers on that I think times have changed and uh, we'll get into that uh, in a bit but back then um, that that's that was kind of the standard so I would only get the under five lines that would come in or like the featured extra Uh, there's some commercials that would come in so um i did a commercial and i had done like an under five lines in a in a series that shot here and i I was just in 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 a way i guess i was outgrowing the the miami market i was like there's there's a ceiling here and the only way to kind of get at it to break the ceiling is to move to la um and so i did uh pack my bags and uh I think the most important thing with any business is I gave myself five years. I said, uh, that, that was one of the things I even told my mom. I remember, uh, she Hmm. was, she wasn't happy. She was freaking out. She thinks that I was crazy and all this stuff. So one of the things that I, um, said to her was like, listen, I'm going to do this for five years. And if I don't start making a living full time in five years, I'm going to come back. And so that was the deal I made. And I, and I also, I upped that um, by saying that I'm going to work more 
uh, every year, whether I got paid or not. Because at the beginning, you got to do some free jobs. You're doing student films, right? And so I did that. And then, uh, and, and then I held true to that. And I had a lot of part-time jobs in LA um, just to make ends meet. I did have some early success. So within my first three months, I booked a very, very big uh, uh, Coca-Cola commercial with Christina Aguilera. Is that the one you were talking about? Oh, oh with who? who? <laughs> Christina imagine, Aguilera. <laughs> you, you walk fresh off the boat three months. Three months is nothing. That's not even a hockey season. You walk out of the, off the plane. You're there for three months. You book a job with Christina Aguilera. You're probably thinking, because I know in my, I have a similar story, but I know that you're probably thinking, this is great. I'm here. I made the decision and boom. What's up, Christina Aguilera? Let's get dirty on that screen. Dirty! <laughs> and, and, and what happened after that? So you booked this job. You're feeling good. You got Christina, uh, you know, calling every day. And, and, and then what? That whole job itself, there's a whole story with that job too and how that came about. I don't know if we should get into that. Yeah, uh, I mean, that's why we're here, uh, right? Okay. Our, um, so here's the situation. So um, one of my several part-time jobs, because I'm just trying to, you know, my money's starting to run out. Um, and that's what's so weird about it is my money. Yeah, in like three months, though, that, that, that couple grand, I think I had like 2,500 bucks. Um, was just, I'm running dry. I, I, and so I'm, I'm getting, I got, I got a new job that I thought was good. It was, it was to be a facilitator in the, in this, in these places where they test shows and stuff. So, um, uh, so that was a, that was a good job. And it was my first day and it was, it was on a Friday and I get this call from my agent. So at this point I hadn't even gotten any calls and this was, this was probably one of my first calls. And, and so I go in, I go to this audition and you're like, it's a co-commercial. It's really big. They're, they're casting across the country at this point. I'm like, man, I, I guess I could have stayed in Miami, <laughs> but, but, but they're in New York, they're in Chicago, they're in Houston. They're, they're, they're looking for this guy. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to, I go, I show up. Andre, it was the biggest cattle call I had ever seen. And they've already, they've actually already casted and dropped people from the job. And so there was at least, it looked like everybody got out of school. And because this was around like four or five o'clock in the afternoon, everybody got out of school and because they, they would like kids with their backpacks and stuff. So I knew just people are just coming from the school. The line was at like, ridiculous i had never seen so many people at a, at a casting and coming from miami and you know that says a lot <laughs> so uh and and then i i remember vividly i told the casting person they did, gave an explanation they said two things they said listen we're doing this in spanish and in english and if you know spanish do the spanish because you'll have a better shot so in my thought, I thought in my head, I was like, okay, all right, I know how to do this. Uh, I'll just do, I guess I'll do this Spanish, even though I really didn't really want to. I felt like I got had, I could do it in English and, uh, and do, that, do that one instead. But then the other thing, I went up to her 
and I can't believe this. I said, I did this. I said, listen, I'm, I really apologize. And I don't want to step on anyone's toes. And I realize you're really backed up here, but today's my first day of my job and I can't, I can't be late, you know? And, and because <laughs> and, I was going to be there for hours, hours, 100% hours. And they didn't care. They were going to pay all the, you know, all the penalties on that. They didn't really care. So I, she said, okay, I'll get you in. And then I said I could do the Spanish too. So I think that was also a value to them too, because they didn't, I don't think they were going to get enough people to do the Spanish. So I walk in there. Uh, for those who have seen the spot, it's, you know, it's me and uh, Christina. And I, I, I went a day with Christina Aguilera and I, I keep falling down and I'm fainting basically every time I see her. And I'm talking this big game that, you know, we, had, we hit it off and she's in love with me. And I don't know if I'm going to go with her, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so I, I go in there. And, and they're like, oh, what, you, what are you going to do? And I said, well, you, you requested the Spanish, so I'll do the Spanish. So I did the Spanish. And then the other part of it was to do the fall. And I think this is really what got me the gig was my fall. Is that my fall. I agree. They hadn't, they've ne- nobody did a fall like that. Uh, in fact, the stunt guys, when I actually went in there to, to film, they were kind of just shocked I could do that they had no explanation of how (laughs) and it was really just me watching Jim Carrey I mean Jim Carrey is the reason why I learned that fall in the first place so uh shout out to Jim Jim. Carrey (laughs) (laughs) uh Jim Carrey taught me the the pratfall I mean he didn't really teach me but I just watched him and that was that was easy enough I was like if he can fall there and be okay I'm I think I'm gonna do it too (laughs) and that actually ended up getting me a lot of other gigs too down the road but um so I, I do the Spanish and then, so I, I think nothing of it. I race to go to my job and I'm, I'm racing to my job and uh, I make it on time. And then I come home probably around midnight uh, that night. I go to bed. I wake up at maybe eight in the morning with like a phone ring and the phone rings and I, I pick it up and, and someone says, hey, is this, is this Nick? And I said, yeah, this is, this is Nick. And they're like, uh, listen, we're here with the job, with uh, the Coke job here at Universal Studios. How fast do you think you could get here to Universal? And I said, <laughs> I said I'll be there in 15 minutes. <laughs> uh, I jumped out of bed and I raced over to Universal Studios, which was about 15 minutes away from where I was living. and. And the rest is kind of history. So I do the Spanish. I meet uh, Christina's manager. Um, they were really impressed with with me and my fall, and uh, and I started talking to them, and uh, and then they realized I could speak English. So then we just. <laughs> <laughs> so after uh, after speaking with them, and when working that first day in Spanish, the next day I came in. And uh, there was another guy um, who was set to do the, the English spot. And, but before they had him come on, they had me going back in and then they uh, redoing some of the Spanish lines. And then I was redoing them. And of course, I got mind you, this is the first time I'm, I'm here at Universal Studios with a crew of about like 
seemed at least 200 people. I mean, <laughs> this is, it's great. It's exciting, but it's intimidating too. Yeah, you got, for sure. You got a crew of 200 people, Drake. Do you remember the first time you were on? I feel like I'm talking my head off here. Can I get a break? <laughs> do, you remember, do you remember? Or should I just finish this? Um, yeah, finish the story. All right. Uh, so, so uh, they say, could you do some of the English lines? And of course, I had them already ready. So there's a tip for you right there. Always be ready. Um, and I was ready to, to, to give out those English lines. And then the Coke people started talking. They looked at their heads and they're like, okay. And then they kept me, uh, sent the other actor home. I'm sure he got paid oh. for the day. Oh, that guy's probably hurting. I mean, maybe uh, not. It was Tom Cruise. Um, oh, well, this story gets even crazier because I just found out about like a year ago that my, one of my cousins knows that my, my cousin's husband knows that guy and I guess worked with that guy. <laughs> and somehow it came back full circle. But um, anyway... Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I, I don't know how to explain it. That's what happened. And so I got that big break and that was, that's what actually allowed me, um, that gave me that sign that you were talking about earlier. It's like, oh, I, I guess I am supposed to be here. My, my money was about to run out, but like, this was like the, the job that got me into the union. Uh, they made me join the union and, and it was, you know, paid for with the, with the spot um and that was my intro 2001 and 2001 yeah so how about you so then you you probably came out uh i want to say 2002 I shot, that, I shot that in at the beginning of april of 2001 and then i thought you came out i graduated the summer of 2001 from florida state and then i drove with my girlfriend at the time, who is not my wife, uh, across the country with her and a cat to California. And I, uh, I'm pretty sure she had an apartment. Wow, all these flashbacks. She had an apartment with, uh, forgot the girl's name. <laughs> and I don't know who my friends, you know, I have so many friends on Facebook, you forget like what if they're listening. But I slept on your brother's floor. Yeah, it was, it was our apartment. Yeah, he started living with my brother in that summer. Yeah, so you guys had an apartment down in Sunset Plaza. Mm -hmm. I slept on the floor or the couch or something. No, I think it was the floor. But I was happy. I'm like, whatever. I'm, I'm here. And... You know, we had a little bit of a different journey. I went to I went to college. I got my BFA. I studied acting. But while I was there, Nick, and I and I talked about this in, in a, a webinar I did yesterday, I will never forget sitting in that studio with these other actors. And man, I I, I had a tough time there because, like, so what do you want to do with acting and theater and felt like what do you want to do? And everyone, some people were like, oh, I want to just. I want to act community theater. I don't care about the money. I just want to, I want to, I want to, I'll do it for free. And I thought mm -hmm. in my head, I would do it for free, but that's not my goal. My goal is not to go and not make any money. And I remember saying, 
I want to make a really great living making movies and acting and doing doing acting projects. I, I want to make money doing that. And they said mm. to me, that's not going to happen. That's not possible. That's not really like, and I, I actually felt as though I, I felt like at the time, some of the uh, adjuncts or whoever was, uh, they made me feel like I was wrong for wanting that, you know? And right. Right. I got to LA. I, uh, I immediately, guys, just so you know, I immediately started doing extra work. I was on ER as a paramedic and that was like my recurring, I was on that for like a long time. But while I was doing background work, trying to just make money. And I remember when I, when I told my friends I was doing ER, they're like, you're on TV. I'm like, yeah, I'm just in background. They're like, no, no, that's so cool. I'm like, you don't understand background work. You're essentially walking furniture. <laughs> you're one step above furniture you just happen to be able to talk right but you do it because i wanted to be on set number one i wanted to meet people to network number two i wanted to earn some money number three and i wanted to i wanted to scope it out you know what i mean and and while i was there i also was doing casting director workshops which i know we don't really have anymore which is such a shame because the casting director workshops is where I met the casting director for Spin City. And Spin City, I wanna say it was Phyllis Smith and Phyllis Smith went on to be on The Office. She was the associate and she went on to be an actress in The Office, but she brought me in. And what was cool about this, and I'll just take a step forward, step backward, before I got to that point my college professor said, here's the number to my agent. When you get there, call him. And I'm thinking, great. It's hard to get an agent, like a TV and film agent. So I know immediately you, you had a lot of success in commercials. I, I immediately went to television, like sitcoms, right? And right, right. I was on my way to see the guy and I'm in the elevator. This is back when people went out in public together. And I'm in the <laughs> elevator and this guy is talking to me and we're chatting and I'm being nice to the guy because mama told me be nice to everyone. And we get to the top and he says, so where are you going? I said, oh, I'm going to go meet this agent, Von Hart. And he said, oh, oh, cool. I, I heard good things about him. I said, yeah, I'm excited. And he, I start walking and you know, when you say goodbye to somebody, <laughs> and you both walk the same way. Well, I say goodbye, and we're walking the same way. And I'm thinking, why is he, where are we, where's he going? And we get to his office, and he opens the door, and he's like, I'm Von Hart. <laughs> and oh, no he said, way. Really? I didn't know this. Yo, yeah. He goes, Lesson number one you never know who you're talking to. So be kind to everyone because it's the right thing to do and you have a longer career. Wow, wow. And he said, wow. you already passed the first test, so come on in. So I went in, gosh, this was the, this was the, I'm nostalgic right now thinking about it because 
the breakdowns came out on paper at the time and he had like a, a Rolodex of all of it. He was an old school agent, like probably one of the last old school agents. He had only 200 clients and he took me on. And I was so grateful for him taking me on. And, and once I signed with him, I started doing, I kept doing my part. So actors, if you're listening, even if you get the agent, they get paid 10%. You get paid 90%, which means you need to do 90% of the work. Right. So I kept going to these workshops. I kept going to these classes. I met this casting associate and I guess I made an impression. Uh, I got my headshots done. I want to say you introduced me to someone who took the headshot in black and white where I look like LeVar Burton with the black leather jacket. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> we'll, po we'll post it in the thread, our, old, our first headshots. But written got the headshot i was so pumped nick that i bought a leather binder i put it in my car and i left my leather binder on the front seat and someone stole that thing out of my car and i was so bummed because they thought they thought there's money in there it was just my headshots which i had worked you know <laughs> weeks for but black and uh, white headshots oh boy taking white. me back I have hair coming down like oh dude <laughs> Your friend took it. I remember your friend. You know, you know what I'm talking about? I'll see what, if I can find it. I mean, it, maybe it was the guy who, who took mine. He was in, uh, he was in L.A. I, I, gosh, black and white. Who took the black and Robert Kazanjian? No, it wasn't Robert Kazanjian, which I went to after. Who is awesome? Uh, it was way before him. I can't remember right now. I thought I'll show you the photo and you'll be like, Oh, okay. Well, uh, spin city <laughs> brought me in every week, every week for like six weeks, they brought me in and for six weeks for five weeks, I did not get the role. Mm. And my agent said, Hey, did, you know, you're doing the right thing. It's not about that role. It's about booking the room. So actors, another thing is, and this goes for directors and, and producers when you're pitching to network, you got to book the room. So I, I go in and I do my thing and I guess I booked the room you know, and kept coming back. You know what? That is, I, you know, looking back, that, that's absolutely why I, in the beginning, did not have the success in, in the TV and film. Because in the commercial world, you don't necessarily have to book the room. You're actually almost like, how can you, you know, be just, you know, blend into you know, you're representing everyday people, you know? Uh, but I guess in that TV and film, I, that is something that I was missing. I was so focused on the work and the work was always good that I put out, but uh, I, my skills, you know, in the beginning, I'm, you know, the networking, the, the communication in the beginning, I was just so foc laser focused on my work that I just wasn't present when I walked into the room. And that's, definitely um one of the biggest things that you know prevented me from uh getting certain jobs for sure so i'm really glad you brought that up that is really important folks if you learn something today that, that is, i mean you're probably going to learn a lot more but that is that's huge book the that's room. huge insight and, and don't kiss, what, what, so kiss what can you say about, can you talk about that like yeah. booking the room what what does that mean so here's the thing and, and i'll speak to this from the actor side and then i'll speak to it also from the director producer side uh um 
spoiler alert, I'm directing films now too. Um, so, but back in the day, booking the room meant being a relatable, real person, having good energy, having good communication skills, being pleasant, because the casting director, I've always felt like their job is to find the best talent to present options to the studio, to, to producers. They're also a filter. Right, right. Right, so I, I really felt like you have to be the person that if you're gonna be spending a week with a group of people who have been working together for years, you can't go in and throw off the flow. So you can't be too big. You can't be too small because you have to at least be uh, visible, but it's not about you. It's about supporting the show that already exists. So I was very good at, I was very good at talking to people my whole life. So I think it just helped. I like people. I really like talking to people. I really like connecting with people. And I think that uh, actors would either go in and be afraid to talk to casting directors, like as if they weren't also real people, um, or I, they would I, overdo I, it. I admit that, that I was probably on that, on that side as well in the beginning. I, it was just, it, I wanted to be, I was always conscious of being respectful and of their time. I just wanted to go in, do my work and leave. But in, in the midst of that, I definitely could have done a better job of just being present with them. And that, that would have been, dude, so money. And, and that's something I had to learn. And I, it, it took me a, a couple of years to really learn that, that, that skill, which is so, it's so important. Because especially for the pilots, you know, they're looking at you. And if you look at it from their, from their perspective, they're like, can I hang out with this? They're, they're thinking this show is going to go seven years. Can I hang out with right. this person for seven years? Is this person going to be a diva? Is this person going to be trouble? And so if you're not personable, then, then it just comes off like it just rubs off the wrong way. Like you're just, oh, I don't know about this guy. So... Uh, that's and great. It's also, it's also not a job interview. So a, a lot of actors go in trying to be prim, proper, and you don't get a real sense of who they are. You don't get a real sense of their personality. And that's I think true. that that's a mistake. Like we, I say we, because I'm also thinking as a director, we want to see who you really are. Like we want to see what your personality is. And then I'm also, of course, interested in how you transition into the work. So who you are, I'm getting a little glimpse. Can I either A, spend seven years with this person, B, if when I'm directing a film and it's on location, can, like, can I be on location for seven weeks in a remote spot with this person? <clears throat> but ended up on the very last episode of the series, Vaughn told me, he's like, this is the series finale, not the season. This show is going to be over and they want to bring you back in and I'm non-union and I'm thinking, okay, here I go. And I think I'd even been pinned before and then pinned in, in the TV world is like, it's between you and another guy basically, or you and three guys. So I go in for the series finale. It's for this uh, uh, security guard, forgot the guy's name, but the scenes with Charlie Sheen, I like five scenes with Charlie Sheen and Heather Locklear. And I'm pumped. 
because you know what? I like, I take challenges really well. I'm like, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to, we, we look, here I am again. Like it was starting to be a joke. Like here's Andre again. <laughs> I'm like, all right guys, maybe you'll break my heart again. Um, so I get the call after I leave the audition at the time, uh, they were starting to, they, they still did like, Hey, just wait around and we'll do callbacks. And they also started to do the, we're going to send your, your tape off to producers if we like you. And they would tell you there, your producer's going to tape. I mean, your, your tape's going to producers. Right, right, right. So right. they told me, you're going to producers. Um, just, you know, we'll let you know. Hopefully this is the one. And then you started to realize, oh, it's not even really up to the casting director to pick. She's like, well, I hope that we'll see if this is the one. Like, we'll see what they, so they have, in, they, they have input for sure. But really, it's the, it's the network's got to sign off on you at the end. The right. producers have to sign off. I get the call from Vaughn. He says, it's, you're pinned again. It's between you and another guy. The only thing is you're non-union and the other guy's union. So I don't know if this is going to go your way, but you, you know, you've, you really, you've really made a good impression on that office. We're going to find something right for you. And um, I didn't think much about it. And, and that's before I end the story, that to me is a huge part of, of learning how to deal and cope in the entertainment business with auditions and, um, pitches, what have you. Once the audition's over, once the meeting's over, you have to let go of it. If you think about the uh, the possibilities the whole time, you're gonna go crazy, you know. So I did it. I got the information. I left. I got a call, and they said, Andre, you got the part. And I remember I was standing on uh, uh, Wilcott a Fountain. That's another, here's another lesson. Take Fountain if you're going to LA. Fountain's going to save you. I was standing on Fountain and Wilcox uh, by the crepe place right there. And, uh, and I was really, I was so happy. I called my parents. They, they paid, again, they paid for my SAG. They half heartlyed me. Mm -hmm. But the scene, I had to kiss wow. Heather Locklear in the scene. What? No, no, she kissed me in the scene. And, I, and so I'm on set and I have some scenes with, with Charlie Sheen, have the locker has to kiss me. Like, and I'm wow. like, this is my first job. <laughs> yeah. It was intimidating. I was there all week. Um, they ended up cutting a lot of it out. A little bit of it made in out of the five scenes. I think like two made it in. Um, but that was my first job. And so I, I was really, H, did she kiss you? No, I'm married. What? I said, no, did I'm married. Did Heather Locklear <laughs> kiss you or not? <laughs> in, the, in the project, in the scene, there may have been a kiss in that episode, but it was part of her way of getting back at Charlie Sheen's character. Like on the lips? No, <laughs> it was like here. You know, that little like Miami close one. Wow. It was in between, at any rate, she was in, she was very close to me, and that, that made me nervous. <laughs> wow, 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 wow. So I, I would say for this part one, the thing that you have to really do, guys, is if you want to make it in LA, well, I guess it's different now. You don't have to be in LA, 
But if you want to make it in Hollywood, and Hollywood could be a figurative thing, you have to first decide that you're going to go. You're going to, you're going to take the step. Right. And then you have to be diligent. And then you have to be consistent. And you have to be willing to, even if you don't get the, if you don't get the job over and over again, uh, keep having your head up and having a positive attitude when you go in. Um, I, think, I think all those things are important. And I think that first job leads to the momentum of the second job. So what would you say is the one call to action? I know we've been on for an hour, but what would you say is the one thing? Uh, oh, we have a, a question here. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you, Dusty. Love the stories. We rock. Well, nice. we appreciate you listening. Um, what what yeah, would you say is the biggest takeaway for, for just getting there? I know there's a bunch of stuff, but like you get there, what do you do? What do you do? Oh man. Um, I think, I think it's really important that when is that when you decide that you have, that you have a plan, I had a five-year plan. I, I didn't know how it was going to turn out. I didn't know the roadmap. I didn't know what it was going to like ex exactly look like, but I just knew I was going, I was not going to be want someone who's going to go out to LA for a year and then turn around and come back. I knew it was a business. I knew I had to give it some time. I knew there was a learning curve. I knew I had to meet people. So there's no way you can do that in, in one year. And, and as long, and I, and I stayed true to that and I kept myself busy. I think that's the other thing is it while you're not getting those other jobs, go to the, go to UCLA and go to uh, USC and do those auditions. I, I did a lot of uh, thesis films for you, uh, for, for USC mainly. Uh, and, and one of the films that I did there went to Sundance. Um, and so I got to go to Sundance uh, with a short film and that director writer is a writer director, a, a big writer director on many of the primetime shows now. So you, you just never know who you are going to, uh, those are the future filmmakers and you're the future, if you're the future actor, you know, the, you, know you wanna be, surround yourself with as much of the community as, as possible. And some of those people don't make it, but some of them do. So um, keep yourself active. I, I would say the biggest thing was also creating we're going to have to save this for the, for part two, which will be probably creating your own stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, especially these days. And, and I did it right. I started right when YouTube 2006 is when kind of YouTube really came out and took off. And that, that same year, I remember starting to create and, and post some of the uh, videos. Oh, I gotta, I gotta show you something. I have to show you something right now. Give me one sec. Okay. Well, while Nick goes and does that, I'll tell you guys what I would say is very much the same thing. Get out there once you arrive in LA. And I would say, find your network, make a group of friends that's supportive and, uh, and, and have a plan. I, I think that's, I think that's huge. And when, when Nick mentioned meeting that uh, early film director who went on to be big, uh, I did a really uh, interesting uh, short film with Alan Hooper back in the day and Jason Kennedy. 
And they've gone on to be casting directors at NCIS and, and Modern Family, which I've worked on both, and just the real people, and I've maintained friendships with them. So maintain friendships, say yes, and do the work. Vic, what do you got to show me? Okay, so my father-in-law comes over the other day, and he brings me this, and I completely forgot about this. So before going, so now, you know, with YouTube and with phones that can make videos, I mean, I would have been all over that. So I'd say like, yeah, make your own content, put it on YouTube, have links for that stuff, because this is what I had to do. <laughs> I had to make, when I, I, I came out to LA, not only with a headshot, I came with content. I came with a reel that I had made. I had some shorts. I had some scenes that I had, you know, and I created my own stuff. So for those who are looking at this, like, what is that? And don't even know what it is. <laughs> this is a VHS tape. I, I, I had to make copies of this. This was expensive. This is what I oh, invested yeah. in. You had to make copies. This is called La Siete Nick Puga. That I had to, I was trying to be creative with, saying real of Nick Puga. And this is what we, I make copies of this and send this out in packages. And we're going to have to, we're going to save that to, for another call. Oh, that, this uh, is going to be a great is, one next week. Yes, hundred percent. But that's a little taste to it. It's like create some content. If you guys have questions next time we are here live, you know, Hopefully you, you get on and you, you ask questions on the thread. We're going to make sure we answer all the questions. If not on the thread, we'll definitely answer them for the next one. So if you do watch this on the replay, um, make sure to uh, type in a question that, you know, we could answer on the next one. Cause this is, this, this is fun, dude. I, going I love back. it. I love going back and, and things that I, I didn't even think about and uh, things I learned like, Oh, I didn't know Nick had that. And like, Oh, and stuff you probably didn't know that I did. And, 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 and hopefully, guys, you can, we'll just tell you this. We're going to be doing this, like I said, for the next few episodes, bringing in guests to interview, sharing our stories, giving some advice. But I will tell you that we're still doing it to this day. So you can create a career for yourself no matter what, no matter where, you need to plan. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. Big, wherever the power nappers are, wherever and however they may be listening, Send listen, out. we've appreciated you. What we're going to say, Nick, is we are.